and welcome inside the Inside Source podcast here at Abilene Christian University, where we talk about everything local and national. I'm Jalen Garrett, alongside Joseph Chapa and our wonderful director, Hutton Harris. How are we doing this morning, guys? Very good. Very good. I'm doing great, man. I almost got a tech yesterday in my intramural game, so I'm just kind of, you know, hey. cooling and calming down after that. Hey, Greg Popovich, you got to chill sometimes. <laughs> we can't have you getting ejected. And so today, we are going to be talking about the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady is finally, finally retiring after 22 years, two decades of watching greatness on the field. He said, I'm done. And rightfully so. And rightfully so. And just to kind of start us out, you know, he, I'm just going to give you his career resume. Seven Super Bowls. We're going to be here for a while. Yes, we're going <laughs> to be here for three hours. I'm going to miss class. Seven Super Bowls. Five-time Super Bowl MVP, three-time MVP, 15-time Pro Bowler, which is the most. He's the all-time leader in passing yards, in completions, in touchdowns, and in most wins by a quarterback. And he also set the record this season for most completions in a season. It's like we've just seen nothing but perfection from him. And... It's crazy to see a guy of this stature finally say, I'm done. Because it seemed like he was going to play until he was 80 years old. And he was going to win two, 20 more Super Bowls. And so um, he announced Tuesday morning that he will officially retire. You know, there was this past weekend where there was reports that came out. But then he said it, it wasn't official yet. And so yesterday morning, he finally made a statement saying that, he is done. Hudden, I'm going to start with you since you are part of the Tom Brady fan club and you have his 20, 2001 <laughs> NFL jersey. It, f- yes, it has been in uh, in my closet since 2001. And it was honestly a little bit late. I probably should have gotten it the day he got drafted because um, I lived in Michigan from 1991 uh, to 1995 or six, mm-hmm. And uh, I was five through 10 years old. Uh, so it was really my formative sports years for sure. Um, I, we, we lived there during the fab five and, uh, some great Michigan football teams. And, uh, it was right at the, right when we moved was right when Tom Brady kind of, uh, decided to go to Michigan. And so, um, Michigan has a tradition, I would say of, of fantastic athletics. And so I obviously, watched his career at Michigan and uh, enjoyed watching him uh, beat Alabama in the Orange Bowl and uh, and then obviously getting drafted. And, and I can't tell you that I was watching on draft day thinking that he would be a number <laughs> one pick. But, I mean, I, I was pretty excited when he did get drafted because um, when you follow someone in college, you're, you're rooting for them in the pros. And so um, – and I definitely could not tell you then or would not have told you then that he would have done what he did, you know, but – there was something about him that any Michigan fan would tell you that he was a winner. And, and I think that was really exciting. Now, when he got drafted, I mean, he was going to back up at very best Drew Bledsoe, who was pretty awesome at the time uh, for the Patriots. And they had just gone to the Super Bowl three or four years before against the Packers and lost. And so um, it wasn't something that I think most people thought, oh, this guy is going to be a blue chipper. He's just going to be a really solid backup in the NFL. 
Um, he was drafted in my eighth grade year in, uh, in the year 2000. And so um, right now I'm 35. And, and so he has literally been in the league my entire uh, adolescent, as, you know, middle school, adolescent through high school, college, and now adult life. And so um, it will be very, very strange. We can get into the stats like you did a second ago yeah. in just a minute. But it will be very strange next season when they kick the ball off in September for me not to find my NFL ticket guide and be like, <laughs> where are the Bucks playing? Where, where are the Patriots playing? Because yeah. I'll be honest with you, I, I was a Brady fan. I was not really a uh, Patriots fan or a Bucks fan. I was a Brady fan. So, Yeah, Joseph, I want to ask you, um, as Hudden just talked about how Brady was in his life, literally his entire life. And so being um, 19 and watching Brady, you know, really during his prime, but not really getting to see the huge formation of Brady. What has Brady meant to you as a, not only a NFL fan, but a sports fan? And what has he meant to the culture of sports? Yeah. <clears throat> I think uh, for the oddness of it, there was a graphic that I believe it was NFL on Fox Sports posted. And Tom Brady was the last dominoes of that drop back style quarterback because of the Peyton Mannings. They even threw in Phillip Rivers, Big Ben, and the list goes on and on. I think Tom Brady, um, you look back at it at the draft, and you were to say that the greatest football player, or you know, arguably the greatest football player ever, the GOAT, uh, one of the greatest athletes of all time, drafted with the 199th pick. That guy was going to be the GOAT. Crazy. That guy who was the backup. That guy who, you know, not a five-star, none of this, you know, hype and stuff. That guy. I think, <clears throat> basing off of that, he kept going. You could just see that not only was he just a winner, but he believed in himself, and he defied all odds, even when he was the best player in the world, when he had Super Bowls under his belt. I mean, there were just countless, countless times. I look at games, you know, again, because I'm so young, I really think back to even that Philadelphia Super Bowl and that Falcon Super Bowl 28-3. to You're down 28-3 to in the Super Bowl against a really great Atlanta Falcons team, 28-3 to at halftime, and you're telling me you come back? Like, that not... All 7.5 billion people in this planet can do that. So what he meant to me really was just keep going, like keep defying those odds no matter what it is and and really just being a winner. And I think one of the things that uh, resonates with me about him is I've never seen, I could be wrong about this, I've never heard or seen on TV, Twitter, whatever, a teammate talk bad about him. Other than Antonio Brown, but he doesn't he doesn't count because he's you know that was just a tricky situation. But I think from a leadership standpoint, he can really show you even when you're not a football player how to lead, how to elevate others, and say, hey, it's bigger than the pigskin. It's bigger than football. It's bigger than ten first down yards. So yeah, that's what he that's what he meant to me. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. I'll let you go ahead in a second. I think it's interesting that a guy like him, as you said, Joseph, had the ability to elevate others. And he was arguably the standard of doing more with less. Yes. You know, on those Patriots team, they weren't the flashiest team. They had a bunch of seven-rounders and six-rounders from Talladega Tech University, but he made them great. He made them Super Bowl champions. And it showed you that that he had that ability to elevate the game and he really set the standard of here's how you win football 
championships. You don't have to have the number one wide receiver all the time. You don't have to have the number one defense all the time. And even though they did, they had the number one head coach, and they were arguably the number one franchise throughout that whole 2000s and 2010s era. Like, he has been able to dominate for two decades now, and it seemed like while ev- while he was beating everyone else, the losers were like, you just got to love him and respect him. Go ahead, Hutton. When you're talking about leadership and you look it up in the NFL dictionary, there will be a picture of Tom Brady. Uh, when I was looking through stats last night, um, I I found one that jumped out to me, and that was 14 game-winning drives in the playoffs. Crazy. In the playoffs, okay? Um, there is no one even close to that in their career. Not in the playoffs, in their career. And that, to me, speaks to the leadership. In other words, this is the playoffs. This is what we're paid to do. We're behind in the fourth quarter. Give me the ball. So, again, it's similar to LeBron or Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods when it comes down to, okay, here we go. This is it. Are you going to come through? Are you clutch? And to me, that's why I enjoyed watching him was because I felt like he never, ever, ever, ever let his team get out of it mentally or physically. And so you hear these, you see these clips on the sideline of him saying, you know, laser focus and like, let's lock in and like, you know, all that stuff. And that's rah, rah. And that's awesome. Right. But you got to back it up. And, and again, yeah. I mean, again, I, I, we can talk about, and I wrote down some of his, in my opinion, his greatest moments. Um, but to me, that one stuck out to me, 14 different um, playoff game winning drives, meaning that he was down in the fourth quarter under three minutes left, under three minutes left, he brought his team back. That's amazing. And and I'm sorry, that's not a coincidence. You know, that, that is, that is a, a personal choice. And he, he said it yesterday in his statement, you know, to 365, 24, seven, be a competitor. And he doesn't need to do that anymore. And so that, that was sad for me to read that obviously, because, um, I think you could list on one hand in our lifetime and, and maybe in the next hundred years, the people that's, I mean, again, this is not me, so, so I can't relate to this, but, um, someone, someone that sacrifices their family, right? So you're going to sacrifice your, the time with your family. You're going to sacrifice your body, right? You're going to sacrifice your social relationships. And I mean, he had probably hundreds of offers to, you know, go, go do this or go do that or whatever, you know? And so, um, and he, especially the last 15 years, I mean, he just said no to all of those more than likely just so he could gain a competitive edge in the offseason and during the season. So, yeah, I mean, again, I, I'm interested to see where what we talk about here because we could literally talk th- for hours about we about how great this guy we, is. We could. And uh, just to go into our second question, what what do you think – what do you, what do you think Brady's impact will be when it comes to the prototype quarterback, the franchise quarterback? Um, I think Brady set a standard of he wasn't the fastest guy. He didn't have the strongest arm. I think Peyton Manning had a much stronger arm. He wasn't the most talented when it came to being able to be flashy and know how to scramble and know how to just make something out of nothing 
But again, going back to this leadership, it, that is what made him successful. It was the intelligence of him and his ability to galvanize his troops and say, hey, we are going to win this game. Let's lock in. Let's have that laser focus on the field. And so, Joseph, I'm start with you. What do you think Brady meant to the standard of the prototype quarterback? And how do you think he? What do you What do you think he? What do you think his example was when he came into the league and is now the standard of the franchise quarterback? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I think for Brady for that first part. Uh, for Brady, for the prototype of the quarterback, and really I think for athletes everywhere, whether it's basketball, baseball, tennis, what have you, is that you don't need to be the fastest or lift the highest bench press max or jump the highest. You just got to have it up here in your mind. And, of course, you know, you got to improve those things and work on those things. But even if you're never going to be the most athletic person on the team, if you have it in your mind and you have that will in your heart, you can be the best that, that you possibly can. And I think for the NFL, I think now we're kind of experiencing that uh, league revolution where it's about not necessarily just mobile quarterbacks, but mobile quarterbacks who are playing like Madden NFL. Like they're just scrambling right. in that pocket. Defenses are really going to have to adjust. But I think guys like Burrow, Mahomes, Rodgers, and the list goes on and on, they can have <clears throat> the strongest arm. They can have the, you know the fastest speed and what have you and scramble. But one thing that remains, and, and this will never change, and this is why one of the reasons why Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, is that you have to be mentally sharp. You have to have the will in your heart to whether you're down 28-3 or whether you're down 21-0. You have to have that in your heart because, again, like you said, Jalen, I mean, I, I do agree with you. I think Peyton Manning had a better arm. I think Rodgers, you know, had a little more flash and pizzazz and that nature, but Brady was better than all of them because he had them beat mentally, leadership-wise, the intangibles-wise, and that will always carry you forward, not just in life, but in sports in the game of football. I think his biggest impact on sports, the NFL, daily, uh, I guess, health-wise, was looking at, like you're saying, Jalen, someone that's 199th pick, right? Someone that is clearly not the most athletic in his class. But taking, and he said this in a statement yesterday, taking the gifts that, that God has given him, and shaping those to the best of his ability. And so he created TB12, right? So his nutrition program, to me, I mean, I'm looking, I'm thinking about LeBron, I'm thinking about Tiger. I mean, those guys have something in common with him, obviously. They rise above and keep their bodies in elite, elite uh, uh, shape all year round. And I mean, again, I, I saw a little video of him yesterday that, uh, you know, when he came in the league, he was probably 220 pounds and he was a normal looking kid like any anybody. Right. And in the last seven or eight years, his face literally has been carved out into yeah. like a model. <laughs> and it's because he doesn't go to McDonald's and he doesn't, you know, have cheeseburgers and he doesn't you know, eat ice cream like, like the rest of us. People. Right. <laughs> Which I'm sure he will the next few you know months and years. Right. But, yeah. but that's, I think, his biggest impact. And and I think is 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 setting a standard of how to take care of your body. And I think the other thing that, besides the football, that he was a, a beneficiary of is that if you look at the year he was drafted all the way until now, the NFL has changed. I mean, concussion protocol, 
protecting quarterbacks, wearing red jerseys in practice, you know, practicing half the time, all of that benefits people like Tom Brady. And not to say that that's the reason that he's the greatest ever because he had to prove it on the field, right? But he was a really big beneficiary of that. And so, to again, another stat that I found that I'm sure you guys have seen because you guys know stats more than I do, but <laughs> this kind of helps me to figure out how um, – how the game has changed, okay, in the last 25 years. So Troy Aikman, one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, yeah. okay? You guys yeah. probably saw this, yeah. okay? 165 touchdown passes, okay? But he got his brains beat in. Oh, yeah. He had an 11-year career, three Super Bowls, Hall of Famer, obviously the probably the, the, the best quarterback that we've seen in Dallas for, obviously, 50 years, right? Um, and he had 165 TDs. Well... After his 40th birthday, Tom Brady had 168 TDs. Wow. After his 40th birthday. So that, just, again, just goes to the nutrition, the health. There's some luck involved, right? Using your brain, understanding that, hey, I don't want to get hit every five seconds. I don't want to rush for that third and six. I'm going to slide down for, you know, and, and punt the ball. All of this revolution of let's protect the quarterback. Let's make sure that our number one asset, the guy that we're paying – $500 million in Patrick Mahomes' case, right? Yeah. Is protected. And so that can only help. That, to me, the 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 nutrition and the concussion protocol and the, the NFL realizing that these guys, these 32 guys, are your league, which it's a billion-dollar business. So, again, you take your best asset and you make sure that that guy is protected over and over and over again. And so he was a beneficiary of that. So those are the two things for me that jump out. Um, his biggest impact. Yeah, and I think when you talk about nutrition, we see guys like LeBron having putting millions of dollars into his body. Like, and it's crazy that LeBron is at an age where he's arguably in the best shape of his life, and he's still performing at high levels. And Tom Brady has been that same guy performing at a high level at 44 years old. We can make an argument that Brady has really never missed a step. Maybe he's had, you know, five less touchdowns or maybe like two or three more interceptions a season. But other than that, every year it's been Brady's playing consistently. Brady's playing consistently. We see him in the offseason, how he's taking care of his body and taking care of his mental. And watching that uh, TB12 series on ESPN was amazing. <laughs> it really showed how he is a student of the game and I think it's just interesting that when you look at his career he was just a student of the game and so it's just it was just amazing to see him play and then just to see how he was the ability to learn he was also a learner while he was a great leader he was also a great learner we saw him drinking his special smoothie with the replay over and over and over and over again saying how can i manipulate that defense how can i beat that offense and so i just think when you look at his career you not only say that he was a great leader but you also say that he was a great player as well and so when we come back we're gonna talk about some of his greatest moments and achievements and we are going to talk about where does the NFL go from here from having their star boy retire and when we come back on the Inside Source. 
all right and we are back and so the question i'm gonna post to you guys is what is tom brady's greatest moment he has like thousands of them there's way too many to pick from but i want to go around the room and ask everyone joseph i'll start with you what has been your favorite tom brady moment of his career Oh, man, I, I, I hate to be the guy that says, oh, there's too many. It's hard to pick. I mean, I, of course, I can't ignore the 28-3 to Falcons Super Bowl. Facts. I think, um, I, you know, the Man in Arena episode, You go, I believe it was episode 7 when they, it was a Seattle Super Bowl. I think that one was a very... <laughs> Why'd you bring that up? <laughs> Trauma. Trauma. <laughs> I think that was a very underrated Super Bowl because Seattle, for most of the game, you know, held the tide and they had it going. But we all know how things go with Tom Brady. Um, I think those really resonate with me. And, of course, a couple of weeks ago, 27-3 to against the L.A. Rams. I know, kind of prisoner in the moment type deal. But watching it at Bullock Hall Lobby with some of my buddies, I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, this guy still got it. And he was, I, I think, maybe a healthy O-line away from being in the conference championship. Yeah. So I think those are some of the greatest moments for me. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd go that 28-3 to Super Bowl. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you three. Um, I feel like I've earned it because I've watched. Yeah, of course, you've earned game. it. You are the president <laughs> of the are, Tom Brady fan club. You were uh, there when he was born. So I will say this: uh, I have been very fortunate to see him twice in person, uh, both Cowboy games in 2007 when they were 16 and 0, and almost 19 and 0. Thanks, Giants. Uh, he, Eli Manning. He, he lit. <laughs> a young Tony Romo up for 500 yards and five touchdowns. He he went nuts. Um, that was the Randy Moss team. That was the Dante Stallworth team. That was the uh, so on and so forth. They, were, team was they, tough. they were awesome, right? Should have won the Super Bowl, but they didn't. So, um, And then I got to see him and work the CBS game uh, with uh, with uh with Nance and Romo in uh, in 2017, I think, or something like that. The last time they played here, amazing, amazing. It was it was so much fun to watch him, and I got to be on the field and see how 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 great of a presence he was. Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start with number three here. Uh, this this was uh, for me probably the best game, and I, I know a lot of people will argue that, and like you're saying, a prisoner of the moment. Um, a lot of people will say that the Bills and Chiefs game that we watched a couple weeks ago was was one of the greatest games I've ever seen, if not the greatest game. Um, but I'm going to go back to 2018 AFC Championship yeah. against Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, um, and those Chiefs. Um, this was, to me, the reason this was such a, a great moment for Brady is because that year M- Mahomes had come into the league and taken it by storm, and everybody was saying, here's your successor, here's your successor, not – not Lamar Jackson, not Philip Rivers, not Peyton Manning, not you know, not Tony Romo. Like this is your guy, and I, on record, I think he is the guy. But I think uh, that game was so important for Brady's legacy because he was 41, 42 years old. Mahomes was 21, 22, 23, somewhere in there, right? Um, the Pats got out to a 14-0 lead, like th- like a lot of great teams do. They come out and punch you in the mouth. Mahomes comes all the way back. 17-14 in the third the third quarter. And a couple of bounces go the Patriots way, but they end up going to overtime and 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 beating and beating the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. And the reason that it's so important to me as a fan is because it 
it still it showed Brady's staying power, right? He's still here. He's forty something years old. He's doing he's he's doing something at the top of his game against another quarterback that is arguably at the top of his game. And so for me, that's number three. An incredible game. If you guys have a chance to watch that game in full, you should go back and watch it because it really was an amazing just football game. There were a couple of plays in that game where both sides were down to their last play, including one offsides that probably should have sent the Chiefs to the Super Bowl and Brady threw an interception and they call an offsides on D Ford. So an incredible game. All right. Um, the next one is his first Super Bowl. This was when I was a, a sophomore in high school, okay, uh, against the Rams who were the greatest show on turf. Basically, they were the Chiefs of, of that day, right? Um, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, Marshall Falk, um, you know, Kurt Warner. Amazing, amazing team. And they were favored by, I'm, I'm just guessing, by seven or eight points, and, that, and that's generous. He had taken Drew Blitzel's place um, that year. He, he came back, and he, uh, he got up 17-3 to three in that game, okay? And again, you don't see this happen. You might see this next week or, you know, with Joe Burrow, but this is, that's his second season. This is Brady's first season, right? So um, the Rams tied up 17-17. Very famous line from John Madden, who just passed away, obviously. If you go back and watch the game, everyone's, you know, saying, okay, let's just go to overtime. Don't, don't push. And of course, Brady, which I can't repeat what, what, uh, what Drew Bledsoe <laughs> told him, but basically he just said, go out there and sling it. And that's where the legend of Brady started, where he just said, you know what, we're going to go down and we're going to we're going to sling it. And uh, of course, they get in field goal range. And that was the beginning of the Patriots. And so um, so so that right there, obviously, I, I think with that game, he was already in New England lore. But as we've stated, it's really hard to look away from the 28 to three <laughs> game in 2016 and really it was 2017. But um to put it in perspective, okay, again, um, twenty-eight to three in the third quarter, there was a ninety-nine point three percent chance that an NFL team full of professionals in the biggest game of their lives, including one Abilene Christian, Taylor Gabriel, um, wide receiver, um, that they they should have they should have easily won that game. You have to go through, and of course, Brady was a huge part of that. But this was, I think he would even say this, was a the biggest team effort that he was ever a part of because so many things had to go right. They had to get two-point conversions. They had to get a fumble. They had to get, they had to get another two-point conversion. They had to go to overtime. But this is where people will look back, and you could see it on Brady's face when they were coming back and then when they finally won, that he knew that when he was holding that trophy that – he had to do nothing else in his career, nothing else, even though he would go to three more Super Bowls and he would win two more, just no big deal, right? But he was holding that trophy thinking, I definitely am the, the best that's ever yeah. played this game. Yeah. And and that's just because of what the leadership aspect that we're talking about is that, you know, the reason that we think Michael, or I think Michael Jordan, I don't know about Joseph, but I think Michael <clears throat> Jordan's the greatest of all time is because six titles, six MVPs, six finals, good, good night. Good night, right? So Brady's is not exactly that way, right? Uh, <laughs> Joseph. We can have a whole uh, yeah, other well, episode well, well, about I'm Michael just, Jordan just, versus we'll LeBron. April. We'll, we'll <laughs> wait for April. I'm just saying, I'm just, uh, yes, we'll wait for April. But I, I guess when I, look at, when I look at Tom Brady and I say he went to 10 Super Bowls, won seven of them, okay? 
uh, and I'll when we you come back around to me in a minute, we'll have one more stat for you. But um, that to me cements not only his legacy in the NFL, but in sports. I mean, there are very few people in sports that have gone to that many championships, had that great of an impact, but also done it with class and done it with a leadership ability that kind of bleeds over. And I, I really don't know many people in the NFL today that were excited, except competitively. Obviously, they're like, yes, we, we get a chance to win now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, similar to Michael Jordan retiring in, you know for two years um, in the 90s, uh, he he will be missed. He he truly will be missed. And um, so those are my three greatest moments. Chiefs in 2018, the Rams game in uh, 2001, 2002, and then obviously the Super Bowl uh, against the Falcons, which I, I don't th- I think we could probably live 100 years and never see that in the Super Bowl ever again. Yeah. And I would say my three, definitely the Falcons watching that game live. Yes. And where i watched it i was with all my friends we were just so hype and we were just like he is truly the greatest that afc championship game in 2018 i remember watching that live and was like oh my god because everybody was on the patrick mahomes train like because that year he threw for like 700 touchdowns and only had like five interceptions i was like this guy has a great chance to beat brady and brady was still like not yet i'm not done yet and I think another one of my favorite moments is this last Super Bowl he won in 2021 against the Chiefs and although it was mainly the Bucks defense who stopped that Chiefs offense I think that Super Bowl right there was just an example of Brady saying you know what it's his team effort I know he realized he realized that as you, as you said Hutton it's it's a collective effort, and although he's the leader on that offense, he's kind of like the silent leader of the defense because he gets guys going on that sideline. We've seen highlights of Brady getting into guys on the sideline to be like, yo, this is our time, and we have to take ownership of the field, and we have to do our job to come out on top. And for him to be 43 and to we and to win that – seventh Super Bowl and to join Peyton Manning as one of two quarterbacks to win Super Bowls with multiple franchises was just a great thing to see and I also think like you Joseph this past game against the Rams that they had in the playoffs and unfortunately they lost but they were down 27-3 we know what happened last time, <laughs> and they made that furious comeback. It was a furious comeback, and it was like, are we going to see that again? And I think when they lost, I was kind of watching Brady's language because at the end, Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels was like, is this the last time we're ever going to see Brady? And I think everyone had that in their mind saying, is this the last time we're going to see Brady? And I was, And as I was watching Brady, he looked like he was at peace with it it looked like he wasn't upset it looked like he was like you know what I did everything I could I've done more than enough to be successful (laughs) in this league and it just seemed like it was a body language of you know what I think it's time to say that I've given everything that I've had into this league so I think that was a 
defining moment in his career to say, you know what, we're not going to see an Instagram video of Brady working out in the playoffs or we're not going to see him on a podcast, you know, making some snappy comments. Because also he's competitive. He's a dog. And dogs know how to fight and they know how to compete. And I think that moment right there was a moment that Brady said, you know what? I'm done. I've done everything I could have done. And I think we're. I think weirdly, you're you're very right. Um, it, had they lost thirty five to three, or thirty five ten, or twenty seven three, I think there may be just a little bit of fire left. Yeah. You know, just a little bit. But I agree. Watching that game, I thought the same thing. Now I didn't think he would retire. I, I thought that maybe he would take a year off or something and and come back maybe. But at the same time, I agree. I, I just think that. The way that they came back in that game, um, he was at peace because literally, what else can the guy do? Yeah, I mean, his last passing NFL was a bomb to to Mike, uh, Evans. Mike Evans, right? And and he burned probably the best cornerback in the league, Jalen Ramsey. And like, what else are you gonna do? You know, I mean, it's, again, it's a team game. That's that's the other thing is that if you're Tiger Woods, right? It's a completely different story because it is all on you, right? You come back, you win the Masters. Man, that's an amazing story. Probably a top five sports story in the last 20 years, right? But with Brady, it's there are so many other things that are involved. It's it's a team effort. And so I completely respect his decision, even though, you know, man, it's going to be hard. You want to see him get a 15th ring? It's going to be I think really, everybody wants to see him get it, a 15th ring. It, it's going to be really hard. And so. it's like you can really make the argument that he's passing up on – I would say maybe at least two to three more really good seasons. Again, he was really only a healthy O-line away, maybe a Chris Godwin and a couple healthy playmakers on defense from maybe playing at SoFi here next week. But I think you guys are absolutely right with Brady. It's like he's at peace, and he left his blood, sweat, and tears, especially in that final game. What else can you do? You know, he doesn't play defensive end for the Bucks. Right. So, and I think for and I think this is also a bigger lesson in sports and why sports is so amazing is that now Brady recognizes, all right, I've won a Super Bowl in two different cities. I've done so many. Th- I mean, you, you know, we can spend hours talking about his greatness um, on and off the field, but now it's like, okay, it's bigger than football. I got to go to my son's games. I got to be uh, a husband. I got to be a father. I want to be, and he's probably going to continue that TB12 method. He has a new clothing line coming out, and now he's getting into crypto and all these different things, and now we're going to see kind of like what we saw with Kobe and, and, and Michael Jordan is that they carry that same greatness on and off the field, on and off the court, and we're going to support them. And they're never going to leave us. They're never going to leave us. They're always going to be affecting the game some some way, shape, or form. And I'm glad you brought up Kobe because I was going to bring up Kobe. It was like that last game of Kobe dropping 50 points. 60. 60. Excuse yeah. me. I'm so sorry. God, <laughs> Kobe, do not strike me down. I think it was just Kobe was at peace when he put that mic down yes. on the court. And he was like, I've done everything that I could. And it was great to see both of those both of those guys ride into the sunset in their own way. And my final question for you guys is, where does the NFL go from here? You know, we've seen now that Brady's gone, Rogers about to be gone. Who know, who knows what he does this offseason? Like, 
And it's unfortunate that Rodgers hasn't had the same playoff success as Brady, but it's like we might see two goat two goats retire, you know? And so Hudden, I'll start with you. Where do you think the NFL goes from here? And who do you think is gonna be that next guy to take Brady's spot as the standard for the NFL quarterback? Well, that's a that's a pretty deep question, Jalen. Way to go, man. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think, again, there are so many ways to answer that, but I think the, the thing that pops into my mind first is we look at um, longevity differently now, okay? So um, I will quickly answer your question and say it will be Patrick Mahomes. That's that's who I think is going to be, you know, obvious. It's an obvious answer, right? The Grim Reaper. Um, now... <laughs> What he does with his team, uh, again, will be his legacy. So it's not all about him, but it is about the team, right? So, yeah. and, and we are talking about results. So where does the NFL go from here? Um, I think that it reshapes, it should reshape the conversation of when people say greatest of all time. I'm sorry, there won't be another Tom Brady. Facts. There won't be. And so to put it in perspective, talk about people like Russell Wilson. Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, okay, <laughs> Peyton Manning, um, Patrick Mahomes, okay. What are all the Aaron Rodgers? What are all these? What are, no? What 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 <laughs> what do all those guys have in common? They've won a Super Bowl or two in the last ten years, okay. I said Super Bowl or two, okay. Tom Brady's won seven. 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 You are not going to get to that level. I, I would I would bet you. I would bet you any amount of money. That Mahomes may be considered great in some parts of Kansas City or some other places in the world. I'm sorry, he's not going to get to seven Super Bowls. That that is ridiculous. I mean, if he was going to get to seven, he had his, his shot the first four years. Again, I'm not saying he's not amazing. I'm just saying that it's going to reshape or it should reshape the conversation of is there someone that is going to succeed him as the greatest? I don't think so. Because of all the stats, and again, we're not going to go over the six pages that I printed out here, <laughs> okay? But literally, and I deleted some things. Um, I think that it has to reshape longevity, obviously, that the quarterback position is going to be one that you can play into your 40s. I mean, the guy won four Super Bowls after the age of 37. Crazy. Okay? And so th that that right there is his impact on the game, among others. Um, but I think that what it does is, is that you have those people like Russell Wilson or even Aaron Rodgers, who's close to 37 or 38, and they're saying, if my man Tom can do it, I'm just getting started, you know? And so that's, to me, where the NFL is right now is we just need to put to bed the conversation of the greatest because it is, it's Tom Brady, okay? And once we get past that, in my opinion, then we can start saying, okay, who is next? Meaning... Who is going to win multiple Super Bowls? Who's going to be the face of the league? It's Patrick Mahomes right now, but I know a lot of people are, are moving on from people like Russell Wilson or people like even like Dak, who Tough. hasn't been to a conference championship. But, I mean, you could very easily look in five years and one of those guys have three more Super Bowls appearances, two more Super Bowl wins, wh whatever. You know, Aaron Rodgers is the same way. And so I think just kind of halting the conversation of, okay, who's going to be the next person there's not going to be a next person but i think that the longevity and the the quarterback position is going to be looked at for now and forever as how do we get to that standard how do we get to that standard 
I think as far as being Tom Brady, there'll never be another Tom Brady, just like there'll never be another Peyton Manning and so on and so forth. I think as far as the GOAT conversation, as of February 2nd, 2022, today, here in this podcast room, Tom Brady is the GOAT. I'm not going to leave out that it can be, yeah, I think he's the GOAT forever because, I mean, that's just the beauty of sports, even in basketball. It could take another 40, 50 years where we're all old and there will be a better player than Brady, Jordan, LeBron, and the list goes on and on. So I'm just going to leave that open for a while. But now in the NFL, it just puts the pressure at the quarterback position and say, okay, you're super talented. You, you know, you're very hyped up. You're this and that. You got the stats. You're winning MVPs. Go take your team to the Super Bowl. Go win some championships because that's what it's all about. It's about championships. And Jalen, I think you hit it on the nails. Rodgers is going to be the interesting domino because now the question is, is he staying in Green Bay? I think now with Brady gone, first of all, the division's yours. I Facts. mean, everyone else in that division's rebuilding. No, Nothing's going to happen. And then you're really just going to have to look out for hopefully Dallas Cowboys next season. I don't know. But you're going to have to look out for the Niners and the Rams and Arizona once they come back uh, pretty healthy. But now it just happens what's going to happen with Rodgers. And depending on that, the NFC is going to be wide open. And if Rodgers goes to the AFC, it's going to be really stacked up. It's really stacked up. So it really just depends on Rodgers. And I think we're barely getting into the cups of the evolution of the NFL, what's going to happen. I think it's going to be a great and outstanding offseason. Yeah, I think we're in an era of quarterbacks that is impressive. Arguably one of the greatest like from well, they're ma- they're machines now. Exactly, yeah. Dak is a machine. Exactly, <laughs> and as both of y'all said, there are guys like Allen and Mahomes who seem like they're super athletes. Dak, and I'll give Dak some credit. <laughs> thank you, he thank is one you, of the top you. quarterbacks in the league, and we have we still have Rodgers. We don't know what he's going to do yet. We have Russell Wilson, and. It sucks that it pains me that he lost to Brady. But I'm I've healed from that trauma. I've healed from that trauma. We're in Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. We are in Why the, I wanna I wanna say why would Rogers go to the AFC with that list right there? Why would you go there? Exactly. That doesn't make that any sense. That would just be down bad. That would be very that down makes bad. Exactly. no sense to me. Very down and bad. And we can talk about that later, but that just makes no sense. Especially with Brady going to San Francisco. That's gonna be the greatest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. uh, well, I want Rogers to go to San Francisco. I, I I think he would be dumb to to go to the AFC. Just my opinion. I mean, again, you're they're stacked. Yeah. They're stacked. I mean, he can go to Dallas and be Dak's backup. Of course. I mean, I, Ain't I'm, no I'm, way. I'm cool, I'm cool with that. <laughs> I mean, hey, man. Because just... you also have to look at Russell Wilson, where he's going to go, right? He's he's not going to stay in Seattle. More than likely, I would think. I, I, would, I would say he's going to leave some, to go somewhere else. And so, um, and then you have, in the AFC, you still have people like Derek Carr, who had a really great season here and took his team to the playoffs and won a playoff game. or No, yeah. they lost the playoff game. Sorry. Um, but... Again, the AFC is stacked. Oh yeah, and and stay away from them, right? Oh I mean, yeah, stay away from. That's what I would say. Exactly, and let's not forget about guys like Justin Herbert too, six six machine. And I think just to kind of wrap up and the final thought that Brady again has set the standard. He is, I think, what every quarterback in the National Football League right now has looked to and is looking to to say, how can I lead my team like that? How can I be the greatest 
And every like athlete, that. I think exactly. now, every, every athlete, athlete is saying, again, I, I don't have five years. I have 25 years if exactly. I really put my mind to it. Exactly. And and do it and do it at a high level, like a high level. And obviously some, a sport like football is different because you can throw for 25,000 yards and you can throw for not even 25,000. You can throw for 100,000 yards in one season and still – be 45 years old and arguably considered in your prime still like this it's just wild and to kind of wrap up he brady is going to be missed so much and it's going to be sad to see him go and i hope that we cherished every moment that we saw tom brady and i hope whatever brady does from now on that we can still be in awe of yep. watching him on a daily basis as he is a father, businessman, wherever it may be, nutritionist. May ha- he might be the owner of a new team. We don't <laughs> know. We might see LeBron in that place. Yes, sir. They're going to team up. Exactly. And <laughs> Brady's going to be missed. This is a great episode, guys. Hudden Harris is the president of the Tom Brady Fan Club. Historian. If you want jerseys <laughs> from each season, call Hudden Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys to you and Hutton and Joseph. We will see you on the next episode. And as always, have a wonderful day. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. (laughs) Thank you, Tom.